Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Welcome to the AI Horror Pod. I'm here, I'm your host, Maurizio Reyes, and I'm joined by my co-host, Malvinda Jutley. How you doing, Mal? Hello, mate. How's it going, right? Been a while. What are you talking about? This, this is just a week after our last pod. <laughs> of course it is. <laughs> I mean, if, for example, this got the, the pod got published in, I don't know, say like March next year, I totally blame our, our producer for that. No, it's nothing to do with us. This yeah, is... these have been... Yeah, these have been um... <laughs> Stacking up Fridays. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh, we'll just jump straight in, pretend um, yeah, there's been no gap in time, all right? <laughs> yeah, sure. So how have you been? How have you been? I'm good, mate. I'm good. Since um, I saw you last week. Yes. Yeah, I've been all right, you know. Just the usual trials and tribulations of, of everyday life, trying to get to film festivals, trying to watch as many films as I can. Um, I'm not on Letterboxd now, um, so I'm trying to log what I watch and trying to keep a track of what I watch. And I'm actually getting through a lot of films. Um, you should follow me because I've been on there for ages. Have you? Yeah. Come, come find you, mate. What? Well, I, I don't like post stuff in there all the time, but I do. Uh, I'm there. I'm yeah. there. Uh, I'll add you, mate. You can see what I'm watching. No, I don't really want to know. <laughs> Jeez, I have to put you in the pod. <laughs> pod whatsapp everywhere you go mate it's you yes so i mean i've got a, a fistful of uh films that i've seen that i'd love to chat about um mm-hmm. and I, I guess you've got some as well yep okay um but can we begin with um what happened uh recently it was um builders the uh mal from the west versus the beast from the east wasn't it do we have to? Yes, we have to do this. Come on. Everyone what knows happened? I didn't get there. Everyone knows I didn't get there. Um, yeah, I was pretty vocal about everything on social media. I'm trying to get there. So, all right. Um, in a nutshell, I was trying to get to Fright Fest in Glasgow, right in the middle of the worst probably storm we've had in years. Um, Where are you travelling from now? So, I live in Essex, and the story goes... I had a flight booked, which got cancelled, and then I got rebooked another flight, which got cancelled, and then I'm thinking I need to get the get to Glasgow somehow. Everything um, snowed over, right? Pretty much. And to be fair, where I live, I live in a little village, so even getting out of the village was pretty bad because the, the roads weren't great and, and everything else. So <laughs> Like a bad omen. It was, mate. It was. Um, but anyway, I, I saw on the, on the off chance, I went to Victoria Station because I, I had about four hours before my train, when my flight was supposed to take off. And I thought, look, let me hang around here in case the flight gets cancelled early. 
I'd jump on a megabus. Um, just so happens that as I got there, I got a notification saying your flight's cancelled, and the next two megabuses were fully booked. So, whoa, whoa, whoa. so wait a minute. So you, your flight's you got a flight, and it's cancelled. Yeah. And then what? You rang up, you phoned up Megabus, you looked. No, up. no, I was just there. No, no, I went to Victoria Station, and I just thought, I said, let me. I was going to just hang around at the bus stop station. Oh, so you were gambling then? You yeah, I was just, yeah, yeah, right. I gambled. I thought in case it goes wrong, I've got some. I'm actually nearby. I'm with and you. And she I'm goes, yeah, she goes, oh, the next two are fully booked. You can't get on, but the current, the one's supposed to go now is running late. You want to jump on that? I'm like, yeah, I jump on that. And a couple of friends of mine had gone on the train on the bus before, which left about an hour before I did. So I left about eight in the morning. And they were they were going great guns. I thought, oh, well, they're getting through. I'll be fine. Uh, so I jumped on the bus. Um, everything was fine. I was letting you know along the way. If it's cool, and I thought, yeah, this is going to be good. I'm going to get to Glasgow on time. Did it cost in you a pound? For... Like they, like they nah, sometimes man. Advertise. But twenty quid though. Twenty quid to look Glasgow. Oh, yeah, it man. is good. Good. I oh, know. Yeah. I imagine the one pound deal was when you book like six months yeah, ahead and all that. Exactly right. Happens. Yeah, yeah. And I did. Oh, a little fun fact. I did. T- I don't know if people watch um, Mock the Week, but I did tweet. Um, that of my first ever megabus and where's Dara O'Brien? Um, and I got a tweet back saying he's actually on his way to Birmingham for one of his shows on the day. So that was pretty good to hear back from Dara. Um, so there's a running joke. I didn't even watch it, not Maurizio, but they say that the, 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 the guy that um, is on the side of the buses looks a lot like Dara O'Brien. And right, they play right. a joke every week. Anyway, mm, okay. so I'm on the bus, everything's going good. And then <clears throat> we get to Newcastle. And we have this half-hour stop. And this is at this time, my friends who were ahead of me, Mitch and Alistair, said, oh, we're all pulling into Glasgow. You should be you should be fine. The roads were good. I thought, great. And half an hour of this delay, the guy goes back, sorry, we're not going anywhere. Uh, there's been a snow drift or snow something, and this blocked the road, and there's a bit of lorry turned over. We're not going nowhere. Sorry, what, uh, what time is this? What time is this? This was at four in the afternoon now. No, about, no, five o'clock in the afternoon, sorry. Right. And snow's gone <clears throat> everywhere. We're not going nowhere. We have to head back. I'm not heading back then. And at this time, I'm in touch with some of the fire festivals and some of the organisers, and they 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 themselves are stuck in Preston. And they said, "Look, Mal, can you get to Preston?" I said, oh, "I can't because the bus ain't going that way." But is Preston the... any closer than Newcastle? No, nah, man. No, nah, it's literally the Just, opposite. Yeah, opposite diff- shore. Yeah, different angles, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah pretty much. Um, so east, and then we we'll had to go west, and then Preston or Carlisle. And I got people messaging me saying, "Mal, we're in Carlisle. I'm like, I can't get there." So I've gone onto the Virgin Trains website and no trains are going to Preston or Carlisle, so that can't work. There's no chance in how I'm getting a I'm getting a cab because it just ain't gonna happen. And to be fair, Newcastle's pretty snowed in. Yeah. Uh, so then and then about an hour, about half an hour into that, he says to me, This guy at the trigger goes, actually we're gonna try again because we're hoping that the roads will clear up and we'll get you across to Edinburgh. I'm like, Oh, that'll work. So he said, Well if you wait till nine, we'll get on. I'm like, all right, I'll wait till nine. No, I waited till about eight o'clock. Um and at the same time the bus that we were on had to go back, so someone else drove up with um, a car. Had the, had the film festival started this that evening, or was it the next? It was starting, day? That, it was starting that night at nine o'clock. Oh, mate! So, so, yeah, so someone someone drove up with a car, put our luggage in this car, and we've to, we've been told to sort of scatter and keep warm until another bus turns up to take us to Edinburgh. While this is happening, um, the driver I'm sitting with driving a car, having a chat, and a control called and said, "Look, you ain't going to Edinburgh tonight. The roads are terrible. It's very dangerous." just stay where you are or go go back London um, and he goes look I can't get to London because the bus isn't here yet cut a long story short um, we had to wait till 4 in the morning in this bus and then try again the following day nice um, and I thought I'm having that because I'll just freeze and I'm not going to go nowhere so as I'm sitting there it's now half 8 I'm being, the last train to London was travelling leaving at quarter past 9 yeah but you had the day the days were already like you'd booked them off or whatever 
you had yeah. your Jose Wayne for you. I would have I gambled, yeah. man. I would have gambled. If I, if I could have gambled, I would have done. Honestly, if I could have gambled, I would have got so far. If I could have gambled and think, you know what, I'll give it a go. But it was, the, the, the guy said there's no guarantee we're going to Edinburgh in the morning, which yeah. meant I would have to the, I'd get back on the bus route, probably back as far as Leeds, because they can't do pit stops, obviously. So the next route, next stop was Leeds, then Sheffield, and then go back up and hope the trains are working. Um, do you not so then, think at that point you might want to just just like jump off the bus wherever you're in Newcastle and then just yeah. try and work something out like, like just... so I tried that the next bus that was going to Glasgow was going to leave at four in the morning and the control guy goes that ain't going to go because it's the roads are there's no guarantee the roads are going to be better then I, the one after that was then at midday which means I get to Glasgow probably about four in the afternoon on Friday which I probably could have still lived with but again there's no guarantee because we don't know what the weather's going to be like um and then it would have been having to go from Glasgow, so from Newcastle to somewhere across to Preston or Carlisle. And at that time, trains were running. So I had to make a call. I thought, do I sit in this mini, in the, in the mini, this little mega bus thing um, <laughs> until four in the morning, freezing my ass off, and then play the odds or just call it quits and go home because at least I'm safe. So I just, I said, look, the last train's leaving Newcastle. I just said, look, can they give me a lift round to the, to the station? So he did. Took the number, I said, look, in case trains are playing up, you know, you'll still be here till like, four in the morning, so I can always give you a call, come up because that's fine. Took his number, and the train went, and I jumped on the train, it came home, and I was feeling gutted. I was just like distraught as hell, because oh. I thought I tried all that way, but it didn't work. Next yeah, morning, I... wake up, gone. No, no, you can't say next yeah, morning. No, next, next morning, I woke up, and I texted texted dude, I goes, look, mate, what happened? Did you make it? He goes, no, nah, we didn't. He goes, everyone basically that came back, checked into a hotel, and then I drove them all back to London the next morning. And he goes, we didn't get to Edinburgh, we couldn't make it, because it was just too dangerous for us to go. Um, so it was just, just, just luck, mate. It was just that that moment in time. It was just, I couldn't, I, you know, just everything was just conspiring against me. So I thought, fine, called it quits, and I felt shitty for the rest of the weekend because I was it, trying to avoid social media. Anything. You were like, you were like an hour away from from uh, from Glasgow, or from uh, Edinburgh. <laughs> no. So in the bus, it was still a three hour journey or three and a half hour journey in yeah. the mega bus <clears throat> because the guys. Oh, oh, the other thing I figured out was the guys ahead of me. I think they took a different route to Glasgow because they were on a direct bus, whereas I was on a stopping bus. That probably impacted me as well. So, But it's one of the things, mate, you know, it, just, it happens. Um, I felt crappy for it. And on top of that, I knew that. So one of the biggest drivers for me to get up there was to watch the film called Tigers Are Not Afraid. Uh, yeah. Isita Lopez was the director. And I've been tweeting her on and off, up building up this. I thought, I'm going to go and see this. And it, it, it played at every festival, and she won award after award. I thought, this is going to be big. And I have to watch this film with that fright fresh crowd because you know, with the right sort of crowd, the film's even better. So that was a big drive for me to see. Tiger's not afraid, and also I want to see ghost stories because obviously Andy Nauman being yeah. a, a regular fright fresh himself. So on the Saturday when it's playing, uh, I just I looked up and I, and everyone was just going, oh, best film I've seen in fright fest period, best film I've seen ever at fright fest, amazing. And I thought shit, it was good. And I tweeted off, I tweeted Asita, and I tweeted tweeted fright fest. I said, I knew it was going to be good. I'm gutted. So I'm going to hunt this film down whenever it's out and, and watch it because it's yeah. going to be amazing. Um, but the, but the, apparently it was a good festival. There was two or three really, really good films. Uh, that stuck. Sorry, four, three or four films that really stuck out. Um, Targets Are Not Afraid, Ghost Stories, of course. Um, and then Erementari, The Devil and the Blacksmith. And, and then the one that's okay. on Netflix now, which is Ravenous, uh, which you've seen, right? Yes, I have. Yeah, yeah. Yes, um, Zombie... Zombie apocalypse film uh, set in Quebec. Mm-hmm. Um, it's in French. Um, 
and it was it was interesting. The location was good, and it was uh, uh, these you have like this ragtag bunch of survivors um, right. traveling to places on crunchy roads, and they don't stray too far into the woods because the woods are packed full of zombies. Um, and it had some interesting views on sorry, not views, but like ideas on the whole zombie thing, like creating almost like a, a religion that they they sort of follow the zombies themselves. And it sort of linked nicely with people's identities when they were human to when they're zombie. But ultimately, I think I've got a little zombie fatigue. Um, okay. You watch like Walking Dead, don't you? I don't actually. Oh mate, what's going on? <laughs> you know, I had well, a conversation with a friend of mine at work, right? Because um, she was talking to me about stuff she watches, and it's all serious and dark. I said, you know what? I watch so many horror films. When I come to watch TV, or when I come to watch a series on Netflix, I, I want it to be light-hearted and easy. Because you don't have I any time get... out. Any other time you spend, you must be sleeping, surely. I don't sleep much, mate. I get about five hours a night if I'm lucky. All right. Yeah. So, so yeah. So I end up having to watch non like non brain draining TV program just so I can balance out all the other stuff I watch on, on movies. So you don't even I... watch Fortitude? No. Jeez. It's all on my list. It's all on my list, but I... no, no. What am I doing <laughs> on a podcast with you? Right. Well, mate, I, I, I've, never seen Game of, I've never seen Game of Thrones, mate. Oh my god. Well, let's, let's, <laughs> not, let's talk about that on some other pod, some Game of Thrones pod. <laughs> but, um, so like Walking Dead is like a, a never-ending zombie apocalypse oh, thing. Oh, oh yeah, I know. I'm, I've got friends and, and, and family watch it. It's amazing, and I want to watch it. Um, well, no, no, you might, I don't. It depends when you speak to them because uh, it's a long series and it has oh, ups yeah. and a lot of downs. And uh, basically, uh, will we like eighth season now? I'm not even sure. I lost count. The, the last decent episode, the one I absolutely loved, was the ki- the start of season five. Right? All season right. Is five. This the guy with a bat and something. I saw some images. No, some that's later on. That's later on. Oh, I mean, right, that was okay. a good episode, but the one that really took my breath away was, um, like in season five, they sort of they lined them all up over a trough and just started right. like smashing heads in, uh, and just killing them one after the other. And you're thinking, Jesus, they they're going to go down the line here. And uh, that okay. was a real great moment. The rest of the season wasn't that good, but I thought, okay, it doesn't matter. That episode was so good. Yeah. It holds the rest of the series up. And it, I was like that for a little while. And then this eighth season, there was like one point, like one of the, the, the cliffhanger was the main character has a gun point in his head. And that, that point I'd had. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Is this spoilery or is it all right? I'm all right. Because I might watch Mate, it at some point. some key characters. They never die. How about that for a spoiler? Sorry. Um, <laughs> It, it, it just felt like a cheap cliffhanger and i had enough i poured my life into this thing and right. i don't want cheap boring lazy stuff like that and I, and I know there's been some like oh some some things have happened now and i um i should have been watching but i don't care i'll just jump online read a blog post see what happened but okay. i think i've had my fill now i, I think eight 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 what seven and a bit seasons is enough for me okay i'll tell you what i did watch which is um, an easy watch, half hour episodes, nine half hour episodes, um, end of the fucking world. It's, it's, it's brilliant, man. It's, yep, seen it's it. just, uh, you've seen it. Yeah. It's great, isn't it? I, I loved it. I think it's just the way it was done. The shot, the monologue, everything was just great. Yeah. Nice, uh, so I watched that nice recently. and dark, nice and dark and young. Yeah. 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 I mean, it was on channel four last year, wasn't it? Something like that. Yeah. And then it's, yeah. it, you know, it's a sleeper hit on Netflix. It got released and then uh, yeah, did it. a lot of business at the start of the year, I think. That's it. Yeah, everyone's jumping on it, so it's good. But but yeah, so I mean, that's that's basically 
what, what I've been doing lately is not getting to festivals and watching a shitload of films. Letterbox says, looking at it now, that I've watched 61 films since since January. They're not all horror films, by the way. <laughs> oh, good. So I don't want to hear about them. I'm, I'm, I'm a busy man um, when it comes to movies. I've got, you know, you might as well, right? And I've got, I've got to abuse that Cineworld pass I've got. Very so, good. Yeah. Uh, all good. right. Well, uh, so what, what, what have you seen lately, mate? Right. Well, this is a very late entry. Um, this is an easy one. Last night, I rewatched a film I've not seen for maybe 25 years. Oh, yeah. Um, the Zero Boys. Um, okay. Now, this is uh, 80s straight-to-video release that's actually been picked up by um, Arrow Entertainment. They've got okay. like a special Blu-ray with loads of extra things. I didn't. I haven't seen that copy. I've, I saw uh, it's on Shudder, so I just yep. streamed it on there. Um, but I definitely want to pick up the Blu-ray because it'll have loads of extra bits and bobs. Um, now, like, so this is a film I, I absolutely loved growing up. Me and my brother used to watch it just over and over again. Okay. Um, and re-watching it, it, it more or less holds up. Even watching it with adult eyes, um, it still hangs together. And we're talking, it's, it's a film that is a, a mishmash of things it's essentially right boil down to hillbillies versus uh gun toting um paintball warriors weekend warriors right this this crack team okay. paintball team uh are on go to a cabin in the woods they get um they stay in the wrong cab where they invite themselves into the wrong cabin and then next thing and they mix it up with some hillbillies are after them. they're there with their girlfriends uh mm-hmm. Um, so that you know you've got the damsels in distress it's a little sort of misogynistic and all that it, 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 there is not that sort of there's not like uh that much for the female roles but there i mean one of the characters is actually um kelly maroney she was in um night of the comet she wasn't yep. the, the main one she was the the blonde's uh sister younger sister she's in it oh she i think oh, i can't remember the other film she did now she's done a few anyway he, she's like the the named character like the named act actor in in the in the lot um yep. and yeah and basically like i said so the setup it changes a lot so it starts like how it starts it starts off really cheesy to start off with because you think the there's people having a massive shootout and they kill each other and it's all a bit it's all slightly goofy and it turns out it was a paintball competition. And at that okay. point, they'll jump in their cars, put the music up, take the girls in the in the pickup, and they're off, you know, off for the holiday. Um, and then, you know, then when the horror elements start to come in, it gets good. You know, there is, oh, uh, there's flashes of someone running in the woods, sprinting, like, um, who obviously looks like she's sort of half-dressed, you know, covered in scratches and bleeding and everything. she sort of runs past quickly and and that's where they sort of first come um across sort of evil happenings but like what really stuck out was um, there's some scenes with the hillbillies where they stumble across essentially what is um almost like it enters like torture porn territory which mm-hmm. for a film of like i don't know was it 1986 1987 um that's like almost ahead of its time ish you know yeah um, and, the, and it dabbles it dabbles with a little bit of torture porn i mean it doesn't it it doesn't go you know balls to the wall like it does like it did uh, a few years back mm-hmm. but the inference is there um 
and I was quite impressed with how that all stuff happened together. I mean, some of it's a bit cheesy. Like the beginning was cheesy, some of the dialogue's cheesy, and essentially, right, you basically got hillbillies with machetes versus teenagers with machine guns. You, it shouldn't really be a contest, but um, the way the film's set up, you, <laughs> sort of, you, you just go with it, and um, the guys of the machetes are, are pretty scary. And there's some. Hey, like, you're, you're, you're selling this film, man. You've talked a lot about this film. In, in a short space of time you must love this film <laughs> it's, it's, it's one from my youth um, and then what I loved as well like watching it as an adult was seeing the amount of scenes where they go hey guys we gotta stick together and then like they all walk off in different like straight away after saying that they split into two groups the first <laughs> sign of danger the three guys run outside to investigate with their guns and they leave one of the girls with a handgun she didn't even know how to use it and I think the line is just improvise um perfect perfect but it, it still works well anyway I, I did a little bit of reading around it quickly turns out Hans zimmer did the music it was before he oh, wow. he blew up so there he's got some nice it does it does have some nice horror sort of little tingles here and there and i think that's what helps keep the film moving along and it's um and it's also it's directed by nick Masterakis, who is a Greek fellow. It's, I think it's his first film that he did in the US. But basically, that's the dude who made Island of Death, the um, band Video Nasty, I believe, when it came out. Yeah, um, yeah. Which we can talk about on another pod, um, because I'm not ready to talk Wait, about that one. You've you've done a good job. I think you thought about 10 minutes straight for this one film. So I, have, I want to watch it tonight. <laughs> it's it's really quick to watch as well it might be like an hour and a half and then um so like you know i mentioned there was a home invasion then is a torture porn bit and then they they leg it from the house and then all of a sudden it becomes like a survival thing <laughs> they're stuck in the woods it, it made there's so many elements in it and it, it it's some and, and it's cheesy and, it, and you can see so, it's you know this, this 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 um puts into pale comparison what i watched last night what did you watch so i watched this film with dolph lundgren all right. Netflix okay. Okay. Called okay. don't don't kill it. Oh. Okay. And and <laughs> it's it's a tongue in cheek, very B movie film about. Do you remember that film, The Hidden? Then if you saw it back a, a while back, where this ghost spirit thingy that kills things goes from one body to another as it dies. Oh, I thought it was an alien thing. Oh, I must be thinking of something else. Okay, carry on. I'm sure. That, yeah, it was maybe it's an alien. It's got that Rolling Stones song as a background. Um, I got time on my side. Okay. I don't know no. if, I'm not going to sing it, mate. But anyway. It's it's basically um, <laughs> which this, song, Mel? Uh, uh, I've got time on my, on my side, but I'm not singing it anyway. I need a few drinks for that. Um, so it's um, this this spirit thing, this demon thing gets unleashed, right? And if you it takes over a body, and if you kill this kill the person that's possessed, you then become this demon thing, and so on and so forth. And it's just toing and froing between. The cliche cops that don't believe Dolph Lundgren to Dolph Lundgren being a lone hunter type person to okay. it all going chaotic. And there's some fantastic kill scenes, man. The amount of axes they find in this little hillbilly town is amazing. Because there's an axe. How recent is axe. the film, sorry? Um, I don't know, you know. It's not that old. It's not that, it's not that, uh, not that old, actually. Okay, okay. Uh, I'll, I'll find out for you. So old, it's, old, it's old Dolph, is it? No, 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 it's new. It's like, isn't it? It's no, I mean, it's old, old man Dolph. Oh yeah, Rogers. old man Dolph. Okay, um, 2016. It came out last year. It came oh, out last year. Oh, I was just trying um, to, to mentally picture it. And I'm, I'm, oh, I'm right, yeah, picturing yeah. old man Dolph. Okay, carry on. Yeah, it's, it's yeah, it's old man Dolph. Um, and it's come out last year. It's 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 essentially a horror comedy. 
you know, I watched it and I laughed at a few things and I, it was so easy. Dolph London's quite funny as well. His comedic timing is interestingly good. I was like, well, you, you can do this quite well. Um, and uh, I'm not going to go on and on because we've got other songs to talk about, but watch it, man. It's, it's okay. It's, I gave it about, I think two and a half stars or three on letterboxd. Um, it's all right. It's, 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 it's all right. It's not a bad watch. Okay. But well, compared to what you just talked, what you, what you've just seen, mate, um, it's nothing. I, I don't need to watch this. <laughs> okay, man. Well, I can <laughs> recommend an evening of um, of entertainment. Two films back to back. They work really well. I'm speaking of Creep and Creep oh, yeah. Two. Ah, uh, yes, I've seen them both. Yes. So I yes. mean, like, so when Creep Two came out, um, oh, it would have it would have been like um, what's it? Maybe September last year, I think. Um, was, yeah, 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 yeah. It was out for a while, and basically, it, it popped up on Google Play, and I snapped it up. I, okay. Um, I heard it was coming to Netflix, but then, um, I waited, and I waited. Well, I waited about five days. I thought, sod this. I bought it, and then I fell into the trap of doing that thing. It's the film's in my back pocket. I'll definitely get round to watching that. <laughs> <laughs> Fast forward to Christmas, bloody thing pops up on Netflix. I'm like, ah, okay. Ah, uh, yeah. But the thing that really that made me think, right, I need to I need to own it was was just one little comment somewhere on the internet from um, some some person, random person, who said it was one of the great sequels. And at okay. that point, I thought I I gotta you know gotta get it because we you know we both love Creep. It was such a good film. Yeah. It was a really intriguing setup, isn't it? Like was it um, basically a guy answers an ad in Craigslist. Come yep. and come and film me for the for the weekend. Yep. Yeah, easy money. You know, uh, and, and that's the premise. And things get dark as we go on. Um, and it, and it had a really chilling death in it. Um, that that yeah, stayed with me for like you know quite a quite a while afterwards thinking about yeah, it. Like yeah, how yeah. how they filmed that, how yeah. it looked, it was just wow. Um, so to creep two was just okay i wanted to see what it's about now the interesting thing i think i, I don't know how you feel about these sequels is there's always you there's you, certain ways you've got to play it because if with creep the first one you don't know the the main characters how it's going to play out by the time you get to creep two there's no big surprise it, you know the roles you say that you say that but for me when i watch creep two and you sort of know what to expect because of yeah. the first film. You didn't but, forget who the serial killer was, did you? Yeah, yeah. But you, you, it's almost like, well, how how far is he going to push this? And at what point is it going to not be creepy? But it just continues to be creepier and creepier and proper dark. Yeah, and because even, he even goes at it, he takes it off at a different angle. It doesn't, yeah, yeah. He, he builds upon it. He doesn't do the same things he did the first yeah. one. And it's almost, it's. I see it like Alien to Aliens. It's okay. that transformation. It's a big comparison. Yeah, maybe because with with that in with that franchise, he he takes what essentially is like the alien and the concept and it, you know how scary it is, and then paints a bigger canvas with it. And I feel that Creep Two does the same type of thing. Not I'm saying it's more expansive. I just mean um, they take that idea and then they start to to twist it and add some more things, mm. you know, um, and and taking the audience along with them because they know the audience is. Or we're complicit because yeah. we see it it's like there's, 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 whenever you see him doing what he's doing or saying what he's saying you know what's going to happen but you're still watching it thinking go on let's see what happens you and, know what I mean 
the films are so short they work yeah. really well if yeah. watching them both one after the other both on netflix yeah. both should definitely be watched if you haven't got netflix go and buy it totally and not just netflix just off, buy the films yeah. <laughs> just to finish that off actually i i will say this though i do prefer the first one to the second one okay only only because of the fact the the, the shock value of it being what it was no, you're, you're completely me? right. I, I, I prefer the, I think I prefer the first one because it, you know, it's like your first time type thing. Yeah. <laughs> but I was um, just amazed at how the second one managed to, to pick up, carry right. on going, and keep my attention, not make me think, oh, it's, you know, it's not the same, not the same because it's, not, mm-hmm. you know, the first one's been done already. Exactly. Uh, moving on from that, I. I want to ask you, have you got around to seeing Gerald's game yet? No, I've got that lined up to watch, mate. Mate, watch it. But there's there's that scene that everyone's going on about, which I won't spoil it for anybody. Or um, me. I didn't I, I didn't flinch at all, and I've, that's really bad because maybe I'm getting desensitized to a lot of stuff now. And but apparently it's a really really gross out scene. And I'm like, eh, okay, I could have done more with that, but maybe this is me. I don't know. But Gerald's game is good. It's a good adaptation. It's it's an, it, it's third. I won't talk too much because you haven't seen it, so we're not going to do much toing and froing. But what I will say, it it sort of potters along in third gear for I most t- of the film. I tell you what, Mel, we will we will pick it up in another episode. Okay. Because I've got the book which I haven't read either yet. Okay. So I can read it, watch it, and then we can really Let's get do that. into yeah. it. So you're saying it's, it'll be worth my time, yeah? Oh yeah, yeah. I I I don't I don't. I don't see you saying Mal that's a pile of shit. I, I, I can see you really getting getting your teeth I can, stuck. I can see myself generally saying Mal, that, Mal that's a pile of shit. Not about Gerald's <laughs> game, but about a lot, many films that you suggest. I, I, I see that as a very uh, real outcome, Mal. <laughs> All right, here's one to, to piss you off with then, because I know you haven't seen it. Happy Death Day. I, I haven't seen it, you bastard. <laughs> um, where is it? Groundhog Day meets Friday the Thirteenth. That's just a guess. Yeah, yeah, it's a slasher kind of Groundhog Day film. It's really well done, man. It's it's much better than the other shit that's on Netflix with that kid. Um, something now I met you, or I don't know what it is. Some love story rom com, Groundhog Day crap. Um, it's a better version of a Groundhog Day film. Um, of course, it's, it's, it's really horror. It's really it. good, man. Well, yeah, yeah, but even then, if it, it's not, it, you know, it's it. It pokes it's pokes fun at itself that it is that type of Groundhog Day movie. So it doesn't try to be anything different. It says, "Look, this is what I am." Yeah. And you're gonna see this day on day, but we're gonna do it slightly differently. We'll chuck a bit of humour in there. Okay. Um, some some interesting slashes as well. But I know you haven't seen it, so yeah, I'm just saying this to just to have a little jab at you to watch it because it is a good film. And it, I mean, is the humour like the horror comedy? Is that like we talking tragedy girls territory? Yeah, that's not far off, actually. Yeah, that's oh, not wow. far off. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know my view on Tragedy Girls. I liked it, but I didn't like the language because it was a bit too. Oh, mate, that's just you being old. No, no, no. But we, we've done it in another podcast. I won't do it again. But um... you is proper old fam. <laughs> it it yeah. I, I like Happy Death Day. It, just just watch it, and then yeah. you'll say, "Oh, no, good film for once." Okay, um, all right. But but watch that. All right. What else? Let me see what else I've seen recently. So I rewatched it. We've covered that before, which was good. Yeah, I bought that. The quality yeah, is so high it. on that film. Yeah, I just, yeah, I can, yeah. It works well. It holds up to to rewatching it. Yeah. Um. And in fact, while we're on rewatched, I tell you, I've rewatched quite a lot recently. I rewatched Get Out again. 
Um, oh, I haven't got round to that again. I, I've only seen it the once, and I didn't. I didn't sit there thinking this is Oscar territory. Well, uh, I should Sky had this. Yeah, Sky had this thing where they chucked on Get Out and Raw like within a couple of weeks of each other. I bloody love Raw. Yeah, so I watched that again in my rewatch category, and I rewatched. I felt like an eighties and an old school um, horror night, so I rewatched uh, Night of the Living Dead and My Bloody Valentine. Okay. Um, what, what, the on orig- Valentine's Day. The original, my bloody Valentine. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. On Valentine's Day, it was on Horror Channel, I think. Um, so I watched that, which was they're my, they're my rewatches. Um, but since um, the newer stuff, um, we'll <clears throat> come up to Cloverfield in a bit. Uh, the newer stuff I've seen. Um, I, I caught up on Thingy. I caught up on Belco Experiment. Yes, I that saw that good. as well. Yeah. Um, what do you think? So. I knew I was going to enjoy it anyway because we're talking um, that it's by the the guy who made um, Wolf Creek, he, and he also made that film Rogue, the one about. I mean, he made he made the interesting film about a killer crocodile in in the bush. You're like you're thinking, how exciting can that get? But he manages to string out the tension and everything. So I was looking forward to Belko Experiment. I did recognise that it's very very similar to Mayhem, um, Joe Lynch's Mayhem. Um, different films still. I think I maybe preferred Mayhem because I think the way it's presented by Joe Lynch is more of a complete um, experience that zips along. You know, like a yeah, you know, it's quite yeah, comedic as well. Um, and also the setup is more believable. The fact that I mean, it's all fantasy, but like the fact that <laughs> like it, they have to quarantine the building, like right, you're stuck in mm-hmm. there for. You know, I can't remember what it was now. Like ten hours. Yeah, yeah. You might go that. a bit crazy, kill crazy in there. But the Belco experiment felt a little bit more contrived. You know, you're in this building that happens to have like all this weird security that's suddenly activated. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and even some of the ways that the story progressed, it didn't make sense. There was a lot of continuity errors, and I'm thinking, mm, I can see what you're trying to do, but Mayhem worked better for me in that respect. Yeah. With that that said, um. Belco experiment had some chilling stuff in there that I really yeah, liked. Yeah. It also had the concept of, well, he wasn't the true antagonist, but like the boss, he's such mm. a realist and taking pragmatic decisions. He becomes evil, but it's for a reason to do things. Yes. Um, and I loved that. And I, yeah. I loved the, the, those close up kills where people are being forced to kill for survival and it is that's really like mm. um some nasty little moments and then um there was i think it was a scene where there was like the the deaths are coming up coming thick and fast and it's like um laid over some some classical music's laid over it uh and that gave it a bizarre quality that i i enjoyed like i said there was some good moments mm. in it some some chilling deaths and some freaky moments but yeah. I, I think overall I think mayhem takes takes the prize for yeah. craziness happening in the building. Yeah, I'll, I'll go along with that. Um, I oh, I saw I am not a serial killer. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah I've seen that. Oh, you seen that? Yes. The dragon. Uh, well, I, I want to talk about it in another podcast, but um, do you? We, no, okay. no, we can go through. We can go through. Um, no, I, I loved it. Christopher Lloyd. You know, yeah. I, I watch all the stuff with him anyway. Um, yeah. And I almost, I almost switched off, switched off for the first sort of half an hour. What? What for? I couldn't get into it. I was just like, come on, come on. And I think there was a scene where the penny drops of what it is. And 
again, I won't spoil it for anybody, but there's there's a scene where the penny drops, or you can't have it. It alludes to what's going on, and I'm like, oh, hang on, this is clever. And then I got into it again. But I think I might have been I might have had a tough day that day. I might have been tired. I don't know. But I remember the first twenty minutes, so I was like, mm, should I watch it another day? Have you? I got it on DVD. Uh, wait, let me just let me just double check. I've got the name right here. In the US, it was released as a Black Coat's Daughter, um, and I believe it is called. If I'm, mm, <laughs> I, I believe it's called February. All right. Um, no, it, I haven't seen it. It's on Netflix. Um, okay. I might be completely wrong. With it. It's definitely Black Coat's Daughter in the US. Uh, and, and that has a scene later on that is the same sort of thing as what happens real late on in um, I'm Not a Serial Killer. Um, and I think that oh, suddenly you're watching this film and it, it suddenly gives it like a, a weird mystical vibe to the proceedings, you know? Okay. Because you you think you take things on face value, you know you can you can yeah there's evil people need evil things, but then there, when yeah. there's like a you know like a bit of fantasy thrown in, but like mm-hmm. a warped sort of horror. I, yeah, I kind yeah, of yeah, like yeah. that because it's real brief. It's real brief, and it, yeah. it, that's how they do it in Black Coast Daughter as well. And I, okay. And I, I really I really like really like that sort of stuff. Yeah, I mean, I, I liked. I got once. Once I got into it, I was perfectly fine. I was like, "Yeah, this is good. I'm enjoying this." Um, and then it then it just just took off, and I was like, "Wow!" But yeah, I think I, maybe I maybe I just wasn't into it at the start. Um, but no, it was it was good. I saw that. Um, I'm trying to think what else I've seen. So I, I went to Horror on Sea, which is a uh, horror film festival out in Southend in in Essex. Um, it happens okay. every year in January. Yep. Films are all right. You know, usually one a, one good film a day you're looking at, and they're mostly independent horrors, independently made, low-budget horrors. Um, they get the odd sort of mainstream-ish type movie or, or one that would have made a mainstream. But there's a couple that I saw, which, which I mean, I only went for one day, unfortunately, or two days, unfortunately, because I couldn't get time out. How, how long go. was the festival? Uh, yeah, it's quite good. It's it's across two weekends, um, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, one weekend, and Friday, Saturday, Sunday, the following weekend. Um, and it's all sorts of films. Um, some some um, some films, um, uh, like I said, are independent films, which you know, UK based, UK independent horror films, yeah. uh, and some are you know Hollywood style films. Uh, I won't go through the whole schedule, but I caught two films. One was um, uh, a film called The Snarling. It's a UK independent film. Right. It was um, it's like a, it's a zombie film that goes kind of wrong. So what it is is basically um, that sounds like a werewolf film. Yeah, yeah. So what it is that this it's the English village is invaded by a, a zombie sort of terror thing, right? But they happen to be shooting a film at the same time about zombies, and it all goes a bit funny and weird, and no one knows who's going, no one knows what's doing, what's going on, and why. And it's 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 not bad, you know. I I I liked it. It was it was it was funny. Um, it's independent enough to sort of appreciate that. Yeah, it is low budget. Yeah. Um, and it's it's good enough. But I think um, it's, it's worth checking out. Um, I, I'm not sure when it's going to be out, mate, or, or when it's going to be available. To be fair, to be fair, but when it does, I'll, I'll let you know. I mean, do you, do you before we I go on to the next one? Do you end up going to any other sort of festivals and stuff yourself? 
No, no. Real life gets in the way, mate. Uh, it's a shame. But you you got your thing, right? You got your um your biffer stuff, haven't you, as well? Yes, yes, that is true. Uh, though you know, I, I I did. There's a couple of horror films in there, but it's that's more sort of independent film. Right. Okay. Okay. Um. Okay, I'm bringing I, I, up the name of the other. Go on, okay. Go well, before you say that, I just wanted to remember that the the uh, completely forgotten in Belko experiment when um what's his name uh when some guy gets his head bashed in that's messed up mate when he sort of yes 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 and, he, yes, and yes, his yes. skull is literally like there is like a massive dent in it and he's just like yeah. going, yeah. what's going on what's what, what, yeah. what's happened what just happened and you're like <laughs> dude your head <laughs> <laughs> right the before i forget um this other film i caught which was good i only went for two days was a film called dead love now this is very very independently made it's actually one of the fright festers who i sat next to in glasgow last year for the whole festival um, he had made the film at the time but kept quiet about it and i'm like what are you doing here like, oh i'm making a film what film we made oh dead love which is what shown at fright i've uh, shown at um horror on sea okay. um and it's the dude from um uh what is it banjo you know, you know, Banjo. You know, film, we saw a film Banjo. Yeah, Liam Regan. Yeah, Liam Regan. You know that. So you know the actor in that film. He's in it. Oh, the actor and, in it. Yeah, he's oh, in isn't, it. Oh, uh, isn't he? Did he? Isn't the guy that did Stalled? Is he? No, no, that's uh, Dan. Uh, Dan Palmer. Oh, okay. So Dan was in. He was in uh, Banjo, but not the main character in Banjo. Right. Uh, but Dan okay. also did Stalled. Um, uh yeah uh, no so this so anyway this guy's in it um the, the guy that made the film is called chris gallagher um okay. it's i don't know if it's gonna come out it's very 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 little low budget independent film but it's basically it's quite funny it's basically about it's a, it's this it's sort of thrillerish horrory comedy love triangle between a bloke a woman and a table the, the table is voiced by emily booth who we know from horror channel yep yeah, yeah right so he's got this thing where him and his table are involved and yes he shagged a table in the movie um but then there's his possessive uh, kind that, of girlfriend that's what i pay got. my money for yeah yeah oh, good mate. It, it, in a bizarre sort of way it works don't judge me but it works on the way the film plays out <laughs> find it it's called dead love um but then there's a love triangle with this other bizarre woman that is dating and it just goes completely pear-shaped there's this killing spree and it's it's silly fun it's so good Okay. Um, it provided you go in there not expecting a Hollywood masterpiece, high budget CGI or sort of stuff. I'm you just there for the deaths, mate. Yeah, there's, there's deaths there, mate. Alright, there's deaths. Okay. Yeah, there's so, plenty of deaths. Yeah. So I saw those two independently new, which which may or may not get a release. I'm hoping they will do. Um, and then oh, there's a film that I didn't see, but everyone was going on about it. It was called She Kills. Okay. Um. The blurb I'll read for you, and then I'll add in something on top of that. Uh, when Sadie's husband is murdered by a vicious gang called the Touchers, she finds she possesses a strange hidden power to aid her in her quest for revenge, a homage to Grindhouse exploitation pictures of the 1970s. All right, okay. Just just seek it out and watch it. And, you, let and you, you've seen it, right? I haven't seen it, no. Um, oh, you everyone, haven't seen it? Why are we talking no, about it? No, no, no. Because it's one that... It was one of them said, Mal, you got to watch it. you got to watch it because it was so funny, so hilarious. I think it's on Google Google Movies or Google Play or it is um, to rent or something. It's 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 probably bizarre and out there. But I just thought I'd mention it, seeing as we're talking about horror and seeing the films that were on there. 
right. Um, Send tweet it out from the account. Yeah, I will do, mate. It's proper out. It's very, it's very trauma as well. To be fair. All right, I'm not much uh, of a trauma guy, but I'll. Ah, uh, there you go. <laughs> um, and okay. then I think that's pretty much it in terms of what I've recently seen. Oh, I caught up on the descent, by the way. <laughs> Neil Marshall. Yeah, I hadn't seen it, mate. I just hadn't seen it. Oh, wait. Okay. I yeah. hope you did I, like it. Oh, I loved it. It's great. It's, it's visceral is probably the word I can think Because it, it, you probably... It, it's, it's Yeah, it, it really moved me in a weird sort of way to thinking these people are stuck what, in this... In a sexual cave. way? No, 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 no. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> not, it's not that sort of film, mate. Um, but no, it moved me to think because, you know, they're all... They're, they're plight that they're stuck and they're trying to get out and it's just, you know, they're yeah. tearing each other apart. And it's just it's brilliantly done. I hadn't seen it. And I was just like, wow, well, why haven't seen it? You know? Do you know that they watered down the ending for the US release? Did they? Yeah. I mean, I, don't, I can't remember the specifics what? around it, but it was a completely different ending. Uh, I think it was a happy ending. But um, the, the uh, bleak ending of that film, the UK version, is what makes that film. I mean, obviously, there's so many yeah, great yeah, yeah. bits in it, but that the ending is a real gut punch. Yeah, because didn't they do that recently with that remake of, was it uh, Inside? The pregnant woman that's no, the woman's being woman's pregnant and she's being um uh hunted by someone else who who, who she run over or something. Um, it's a French film which is pretty brutal, and then the Hollywood remake was just out like, so watered down, it was just ridiculously bad. No, I don't think I've, I've seen that one, I've seen some brutal French films. Check it out, it's called In- I think it's called Inside. Right, we'll double check that it? and tweet me from the main account. So yeah, it is. It's inside. France. Okay. Um, yeah, so that's what I've seen recently. I think off the top of my head. Have you uh, watched uh, the Limehouse Golem? No, I haven't. But you're going to tell Dude, me about it. Dude, you got to watch the Limehouse Golem. Well, you you probably would uh, want to look up a little bit of Victorian uh, murder history which would um, accentuate the film, the film experience of watching Limehouse Gollum. So Limehouse, Limehouse Gollum is a period piece um, and it's set, we're talking like this Victorian era, like I think it's 1880. It's, it's in between two of the biggest murders in East End of London, mate. Um, the famous one from 1811 is the Ratcliffe Highway Murders. I don't know if you're familiar with that one. But it was at the time it was, you know, it was massive. Um, so you've got this is the backdrop to the film. You've got those murders that happened in 1811. You've got Jack the Ripper, um, who is 1888 when all that kicked off. This film is 1880. Now it picks oh. elements from that whole time period. Now, in the Victorian era, Mal, if you didn't know. Um, especially after the Ratcliffe Highway murders, there was an appetite from the public for this uh, for this sort of titillating news. It's like we're talking the Penny Dreadfuls and things, you know, these um, yeah, yeah, yeah. one penny magazines or newspapers, mm-hmm. pamphlets, where they, it graphically tells a story and it's got some cartoon drawings showing these evil sort of happenings. Uh, and in the Ratcliffe Highway murders, we're talking, there was a couple of brutal attacks on... Um, one, I believe, was a family and in some shop with, um, you know, the maid and mm-hmm. the apprentice. They they all died. They, are we talking? They got bludgeoned. And what was even brutal was the baby 
it got its throat slit. Uh, and within in the twelve day period, whoa, 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 whoa. a baby got his throat slit. <laughs> yeah, the, the the family all got smashed in, and, and are we talking the apprentice got battered in the shop front, um, so much so there was brain splatter on the walls. Um, I think it was a Fucking some up. type of mallet was used. I wasn't there. <laughs> I just I got, I got an alibi. I got an alibi. Um, I'm not too up on, on on the second incident, but it happened 12 days later. There was another place on this Radcliffe Highway, which I believe is called the Highway, which refers mm-hmm. to like the east end of London. There's some key roads. I'm not too up on it. I know I live in London, but I'm not too up on that whole thing. I will bloody do it. I'll, you know those those little dudes who walk around do the murder tours. Yeah, yeah. Oh shit! Let's do the murder tour because then we can do some. Uh, you know uh, the guy who does uh, the, um, the 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 70s and 80 homages double bills Merlin Merlin Roberts weird weird uh, weird wide wonderful uh, no weird oh, what is it weird or wonderful I don't uh, know Merlin, but Merlin, it Merlin, sounds like I should if his name's no you should you Merlin should know. Roberts. yeah, yeah. Um, um, basically it's all to do with um, 70s and 80s uh, horror films uh, and horror um, homages very Hammer House of Horror stuff. There's loads right. on there, mate. All right, stick a note in it, mate, because we're coming back to the film. I even got to the film. Oh, yeah, sorry, yeah. Sorry. Well, I went to one tangent. Sorry, mate. Okay. So weird, the... wide, weird Ra- wide world. Sorry, go on. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so the Ratcliffe Highway, Highway murders, the public, general public are starting to read. The, the newspapers are starting to bring these stories out. Um, there's the beginning to fo- the formings of, like, the uh, police force. I mean, at this point, there isn't, that isn't quite there at the start of the 1800s. I think it's all like watchmen and things. And later on, um, there are police of various districts, but they're not like coordinating properly. So right. the, the film that happens in 1880, um, it, it has a lot of that in its DNA. So you, it plays out nicely. So for example, um, the, public are just milling about walking through the crime scene and all those little touches that are in the film are mm. from are from like uh things that happen around that period and i found that really interesting and it really informs in the story so um there was a series of brutal murders in the limehouse golem and we're there there's a few people that are bludgeoned um there's people with their, uh, I think that some, it's given some type of, their faces are all slashed up and their, their mouths look all kind of weird and wide because there's all been slit the sides. Um, there's also Jack the, Jack the Ripper style murder of some prostitute, like who's cut up good and proper. Um, okay. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with plush care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. 
Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. And and what we have is Bill Nye is like the detective who is trying who's sort of in a in a bit of a political cul-de-sac he's been forced into it to he and everyone thinks he's going to fail and he's there trying to find out what's going on um and also there's there's a poisoning in there as well and it seems to have a raft of different murders but um it's it's just it fits nicely in the period and it pulls in some nice elements from that period to give his sort of condensed little story um and yeah and i really did enjoy it in fact i think because the main mo of of like this serial killer is like this limehouse golem and the whole golem thing is 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 a i believe it's sort of a reference to like um i believe it's like a jewish thing the, the golem is like oh, a, right. a some type of bogeyman like i think uh human made of clay or something like that um and i think there's a tie-in there with um one of the jack the ripper murders there was a you know, remember there was you know, it was something scrawled on the wall, something to do with Jews or something like some Jew hating slogan was scrawled on the wall. And there, I think that links there. Oh, there's so many things. I should really read up on this stuff properly before doing a podcast. You know that type of thing. <laughs> so I think <laughs> I think I've covered everything there. It's a bloody great film, mate. Oh yeah, and we got to the end of it. Like the whole film's finished. The credits roll up, uh, and it says in memory of Alan Rickman. Um, oh right. And it turns out that this film was lined up for Alan Rickman to play the copper. Uh, he couldn't do it um, because he was taking time off. And it turns out, you know, suffering, was it pancreatic cancer? Mm. Um, and Bill Nye sort of stepped in and, and did it. And I, I believe he was quoted as saying something like, you know, I can't remember the words exactly, but it's just something about the honour of standing in for Alan Rickman. You know, that, you know that's just fantastic type of thing. And oh, to, wow. So, yeah. Uh, I'll check it out. Is it, is it online somewhere? Yeah, it's, it's only recently been released. Okay, I'll check it out. Yeah, all good uh, online stores. It's got some twists and turns. There's gore in it for the gore hounds, and I thought it was quite tense. It sounds interesting. Yeah, it does. It does interesting, mate. Um, my only other one that I can chuck in to say I did see. Uh, no, it's not really a horror as such. Don't mention that. <laughs> well, it's, I want to. You're going to mention upon... Game Night, aren't you? No, 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 no. Oh, that's okay. just a random film. I wanted to touch on Cloverfield 
But I don't know. Oh, if yeah, you no, you because... can. Clayfield Paradox. Yeah. yeah. I saw it. I saw it. I thought it was crap. And just move on. Mate, really? it's good. It was good. No. <laughs> it wasn't brilliant. And it it didn't wasn't on the level of the other films. But I still thought it was interesting enough. I thought it was a shame I... the news came out that the, the film wasn't actually part of the franchise. It got no, like, it retroactively had some scenes put in there but I, I kind of I still like I still accepted it I, I think it look it worked I, I think I said to somebody it, it was like five or six short films put together yeah which sort of they had did, different stories they're trying to take uh, on a lot I, thought, yeah, I did think that yeah and, and it, I think I think had I seen it without any other 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 Cloverfield films with no context I probably would have bought it a bit more yeah but I was like I don't know but we can move on from that, mate. Because even there's... even that money shot at the end, the the bit that's like, I I love that as well. Know, there were some shots that were pretty decent, but then I mean that that shot when, uh, what is it? Something that that, that they get shot out of the thing and and he, she free they, they freeze up. What's that shot? I forget. I've gone blank. Shot out now. of the thing and they freeze uh, up. I don't know, man. I've had a tough day, mate. I've literally got in from work about half eight. Um, but there's some there's some stuff that yeah, there's, there's scenes that look good. Don't get me wrong. There are scenes that look good. Um, that hand, the hand bit was funny. It was great. Just the hand crawling around. Yeah, it but that's the no guy sense. from the, it's the guy from the IT crowd, of course. It's yeah, 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 yeah. And but it made no sense because it made no sense. But it, it um, that those that, that there were bits that looked good, but as a film, I'm like, oh, maybe not. I don't know. It's a paradox now. It's a paradox. Yeah, it's, 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 right. Look, um, let's talk about what's coming up. What we're looking forward to seeing. Whoa! I, I just want to quickly mention there's two more films. I, I think. We oh, should... is it? Oh, man. Yeah. All right. First one is I finally ah oh, there's even another one I'll save that for another pod because there's more I want to say about that one. Forget I said that. So basically right. I want to say to you, yes, Mal, I did watch The Killing Ground. I bought it after you told me to watch it. Um, Good man. I don't know why I bought it because I don't think I'm going to watch it too many times, but I really did enjoy it. I uh, see. I'm too too mate. Fascinated with the way they tell the story because mm-hmm. they it's time shifting isn't it it's jumping forwards and backwards in time but told at the at the same time <laughs> so yeah no no yeah yeah that's yeah, yeah. how they keep it all they keep the tension up so is it a, like a, is it a couple yeah they they're camping next to them yeah. there is an empty uh tent or mm-hmm. they don't know if it's empty they they just know that no one's coming and no one's going uh, yeah. and at the same time there's another story of the people in that tent and that's that, it yeah and it's being told at the same time so the big reveals don't happen till later i thought mm. that was fantastic and um i don't really i know you know how i always <laughs> i always talk about uh end up talking about basically i talk about rape yeah you um, have got an act to fall into that i really liked the way they handled the whole rape thing in this film in that um they don't focus on it. It's maybe oh, okay, yeah. yeah. They don't. You know, there's no point having to go. Like, it's just cheap graphic thrills. They, they need to go there, so they don't. The inference mm. is there, and I think that's powerful enough. But anyway, as is as is the scene with the baby and at towards the end. Yeah, you, you you when you were describing it to me, you really like were like, oh, that's something heavy, mate. It was first thing in the morning on a Saturday morning or a Friday yeah. morning or a Sunday morning. I'm with you. And, I'm with you. Yeah, yeah, and I, I watched it. I thought, oh man, that's that's hard to watch at ten thirty in the morning. Yeah, so maybe that's why it had more effect on me. I don't know. Oh, so it it did. It was like sort of. Sh- I did find it sort of shocking, but um, I certainly thought you were really like, whoa, that was. I, I, I was. I really was. I was like, 
shit, that's a baby, man. What are you doing? And and maybe I don't know. Maybe it's like if it was seven in the evening or eight in the evening, I'd I'd I don't know. I'd, I was chilled out a bit more and and you know not as what it was. I may have been all right, but yeah, I, I found it very harsh. To be fair, that scene. Yeah. So um, it definitely gets a tick in my book. For... Good stuff. While we're on the subject of crazy Aussie films, right? Did you see Hounds of Love or have you seen Hounds of Love? No, but oh, man. I think Watch... I own that. I, oh, mate, I've got a list of films I own. I <laughs> this is seen. another film you've bought and then just forgotten about. Yeah, I knew I had to buy it, so I did. I haven't seen Hounds that. of Love is amazing. Okay. It's this creepy couple that kidnap kids. Hey, I've got it, it's... mate. Don't tell me too much. <laughs> no, no, no. It's, that's the premise. And, oh, man, it's harrowing. Look, they've done it before with other Aussie films that have done, you know, and those sort of Aussie twisted, fucked up films just... They, they, keep, they keep turning them out. It's like a production line of these films that they think, man, you can't do it any better. And they do. Um, but Hounds of Love, oh, man, it's harrowing. It's, all right. Yeah, yeah. It's Look, you know what you know what to expect, but it's just this struggle with this kid. And you're just you're willing her to, to just to get through it. And I won't say too much because you're going to watch it. But, mate, if you don't like it, I'll be very surprised. Maybe we can discuss it next podcast. But Hounds of Love. Watch it if you own it. If you don't own it, go and buy it and watch it. It's brilliant. All right. I think it was out last year. Yeah, really, really good. Just while we're on the subject of Aussie films that are twisted, because they do it quite well. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't even. I, I bought it. I didn't even realise it's Aussie. Oh man, I think it. Yeah, yeah, no, no, it is. It's it's set in set in Perth, Adelaide, something like that. I don't know. <laughs> just, don't know. just quickly looking up the director's credits. It, it, it doesn't telling me anything. He's oh, done Prank Patrol, Bush Basher, uh, Cast Away, something fishy. That doesn't mean nothing to me. But, I don't know. Okay. But no, it's set in, I'll take set your in word Perth. for it. Um, but no, it's, it's bloody good. It's, an, um, it's set in Perth in the late 80s as well, and they do it quite well. Um, and it's it's very raw as well. It's very, very raw and in your face. Uh, so, yeah, watch it. Let me know what you think, mate. Um, okay. But yeah, sorry, you had another film to talk about, didn't you? Yeah, but let's save that for next pod, because I, I, I really liked that film. Oh, I think what it deserves is just do a teaser, mate. What is it? Super Dark Times. Oh, I've seen that. I know. I only saw okay. it quickly because you warned me that you were going to mention it in the pod, but you haven't. So let's let it go and we'll do it in the next one. Oh, oh, okay, fair enough. You liked it, didn't I take it? Yeah, I really loved it. Really? Yeah. No, I thought it was okay. Okay, that's interesting. And that's the cliffhanger for the next podcast. Lovely. <laughs> yeah, I got, so... Like well yeah that's another to crowbar in. For yeah, let's, next let's pod, talk about I've, it. I've got some ideas. So I I I've, I think I shared some of the list with you. Like I, I want to talk about films set in a mortuary. Okay. Because like, there's a few good ones. Yeah, I'm sure there are. Yeah, so we, um, we can talk okay. about that. Yeah. Okay, we can do that. Right, I'll feed you the list again. Um, and then <laughs> the other one would have been. Um, Oh yeah, a film based on a true crime, which I guess. Um, yeah, do a few of those. Yeah. Okay. Based on true events in inverted commas. Okay. Let's should we cover some uh, films coming up? So yeah, yeah. By all means. Anything interesting um, you want to talk about? There's a few that look really good. So I saw a trailer for Unsane, which is out on 23rd of March. Not heard of it. What is it? Oh man, put me on the spot. Why don't you? Un <laughs> Unsane. So, Unsane. U N S A N E. Yeah. Um, Unsane is basically about this woman leading a normal life. Um, she uh, moves from somewhere to somewhere. I don't, I'm going literally on a trailer that I saw last week. Um, but basically, there's this, someone stalking her. And okay. 
everywhere she goes, she sees this stalker, and she's like, man, this is not good. Uh, anyway, the, the the trailer then cuts to her going through this therapy session, um, and her signing stuff, and then her getting committed into this asylum place, and then the the battle and the and the trailer alludes to the fact that is it really her imagination or is she uh. actually being stalked by somebody, and it's just her going mental day by day by day, and the shades of you know. Um, the uh, what is it? Jack Nicholson in One Flew the Cuckoo Nest with okay, yep. I'm not I'm I'm not really ill. Am I ill? Do I take the meds? Do I not take the meds? You know they allude to a lot of that, sure. and that's coming out. And look, it looks pretty good. It's um it's getting some good buzz. Um, Rotten Tomatoes is giving it I think about oh, top of my head seventy percent I want to say half decent. Um, okay. but it looks it looks it looks pretty good. And that's out twenty third of March, which I I'm definitely going to try and catch. If I can, um, and then Ghost Stories is out, which we spoke about earlier in the podcast on the sixth of April. Okay. Um, and then Emily Blunt is in a film called A Quiet Place, which is out. Um, when's that out? That is out on the fourth of May, actually. Um, I've got some notes on that, but I'll come to it in a little while. Um, Bear me, I've just lost my, I've lost my notes on that film. To be fair, uh, after after a quiet place, there was that was it in the recent ones. To be fair, mate, that are coming okay. up that are, that are, that I know are coming up soon. There's some coming up later in the year. Obviously, Halloween, that sort of stuff, are all coming up, and we've got loads of good films coming up later on in the year. Um, oh, Mum and Dad's out. The Nicolas Cage thing where his kids get possessed, and he's got to kill his kids. Do you know about this? Nicolas Cage. Yeah, no. you don't know about it. You don't know about it. Oh no. man, it's mental. It's, I think it's out now, or it's coming out pretty soon. I think the, um, I think the main on. thing that I'm waiting for is the festive smash, Anna and the Apocalypse. Yes, you mentioned this. is a Scottish musical yes, about right. zombies. zombies. I, know, I know I mentioned earlier I'm bored about zombies, but I, I think this is good. This will be a shot in the arm for the, for the zombie genre film. Um, mm-hmm. And then uh, the other couple, oh, Mohawk, which got released in the States. Yes. You don't need to know anything extra than it's called Mohawk. How can you not want to see a film called Mohawk? Um, Tragedy Girls hasn't got a date yet for the UK, but the US are way ahead and have got the film. Um, yep. So I want to keep an eye on that. And then also my film of Fright Fest last year, which was Low Life, has been yep. picked up by Signature Entertainment, but there's no word on when that's being released. Uh, and those uh, fine fellows at Raven Banner, I believe, have got Anna and the Apocalypse. So they'll be, I bet they'll be uh, bringing it out for Christmas. And right. another film, which I really liked the, the trailer, Hagazusa, A Heathen's Curse. Which yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess is like the witch on ice with some okay. banging tunes. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I'll keep an eye out for these mate, because we've All got right. a long list of stuff to go through just to go back. Quiet place is out on 4th of May. It's this family lives in an isolated sort of area in complete silence. And any sound you make, you get attacked and it's trying to escape those that are being followed. It's, Proper creepy and very Babadook-ish from what I'm reading. All right, okay. Yeah, um, and mum and yeah, and mum and dad is Nicolas Cage and Selma Blair. Yeah, stop saying Nicolas Cage because that that's actually put me off. But okay, keep going. no man, he's fun. He's Nicolas Cage. Nicolas Cage. I'm not going to do an impression of Nicolas Cage because I can't. But he's Nicolas Cage. Um, teenage girl and her little brother uh, try to survive a 24-hour 
mass hysteria sort of thingy um, of unknown origins, and it causes the parents to turn violently on their own children. So it's these kids and then the parents, and they're attacking each other, and it's supposed to be quite funny and quite in your face. Parents beating now? their kids. Yeah, I'm, I'm interested, mate. <laughs> I think I might find enjoyment watching that. So, 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 so one of the blurbs online it, it, it says um, a morbid satire about parents trying to kill their kids. Mr. Cage has plenty of opportunities, I'm, opportunities I'm to go on full. board in spite of Nicolas Cage. <laughs> I'm on board. So that's out pretty soon. And obviously we've got things like Halloween coming up later on in the year, right? Which is going to be amazing. Yes. Um, the Nun. I don't know. I'm hoping it's going to be okay. This is The Nun from the Insidious, uh, not Insidious film. Yes. Uh, yeah, Insidious film, yeah. Um, oh, man, I don't know. I, I don't want it to be another, 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 yeah, um, um, Annabelle. You know, it won't be. Um, the reason it won't be is the director, mm. Corin Hardy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, he's done. He, he did um, <laughs> on the spy, the Hallow. Yes, yeah, yeah. So that was a because I think his background is in um, sort of designing monsters and things like making those sort of. Uh, you know these old school effects. Yeah, and and none is a creepy character. I mean, uh, in, in Insidious, she was quite creepy. She was like, you know, made you jump a bit. Um, I remember sitting next to you when we watched it. Yeah, I was gonna say um, something, but I can't even remember now. But yes, yes, I think she's very. I mean, it's scary. Yeah. Yeah. Scary um, nun. Then Hereditary is coming out. I don't even know about Hereditary. It's um, someone in the family dies, um, and then there's a presence left behind. And then there's a bizarre focus on their their granddaughter, and then the household is under threat by this supernatural force. And um, Tony Collette, who plays the lead in this film, has got to find out what's going on and, and save save everyone. It's supposed to be pretty pretty creepy. Um, I think it premiered at Sundance. Um, who the fuck, mate? We've we've got a lot to talk about. We have, we have, um, and we've got some ideas for a uh, hmm? another pod, which hopefully we. Our, our producer will actually pull his finger out and, and get it released quickly, so we can actually look <laughs> like a professional outfit. Okay? Come yeah. On, gag. Let's just make it. Let, let's just make it a new resolution in March that we're going to try and yes. get on this a bit more, shall we? Yeah. All right, uh, gag. Sort it. Sort it out, mate. <laughs> look, it's been good catching up because I think there's obviously we've we've whizzed through a lot of movies. We're not at, we're not uh, sat down and apart from that one that I've got on, on Shudder that you went on for about half an hour about. That you saw as a kid, and the we zero boys, the zero, the zero boys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Apart from apart from that, we didn't really dissect, but we gave everyone a bit of a, you know, a, a few pointers as to what to keep an eye out for or what to watch that we've seen. So hopefully that's helped. Um, and it's just been good to chat, mate, and then you know just put this down and let everyone hear our ramblings, I suppose. All right, dude. Cool. The next one's going to be whenever, I suppose. Let's not put a date on it, just in case. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> It'll be out before you know it. Yeah, 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 definitely. All right, cheers, remember, Mal. Quality over quantity. Yes. Cheers, Mal. All right, Mauricio. Take it easy, mate. Yep. See ya. <laughs>